euthanasia, Greek for good death, the practice of intentionally ending a life to endeavor the end of pain and suffering. For many years, euthanasia is a topic that has been at the center of heated debate all over the world as people wondered, is helping people die murder or mercy? Welcome to Operation Dignity in Dying, the fourth episode of Operation Doctor. I, Tanya, the head of logistics, along with Rahul, deputy of logistics, will be discussing the circumstances under which euthanasia can be justifiable, if at all. Euthanasia is of different types, active, passive, voluntary, and involuntary. When most people think of euthanasia, they think of a doctor directly ending someone's life. This is known as active euthanasia which is purposely giving someone a lethal dose of a sedative. There is also passive euthanasia. Passive euthanasia is sometimes described as withholding or limiting life-sustaining treatments so that a person passes more quickly. For example, do not resuscitate orders or DNRs are form of passive euthanasia. A DNR order on a patient's file means that a doctor is not required to resuscitate a patient if their heart stops and is designed to prevent unnecessary suffering. A doctor may also prescribe increasingly high uh, doses of pain-killing medication and over time, these doses have the potential to become toxic. This makes the distinction between passive euthanasia and palliative care blurry. Palliative care focuses on keeping people as comfortable as possible at the end of their life. For example, a palliative care doctor may allow someone approaching death to stop taking a medication that causes unpleasant side effects. In other cases, they might allow someone to take a much higher dose of a pain medication to treat severe pain. This is often a standard part of good palliative care. Many don't consider it euthanasia. If someone makes a conscious decision to seek help with ending their life, it's considered voluntary euthanasia. The person must give their full consent and express that they fully understand what will happen. Non-voluntary euthanasia involves someone else making the decision to end someone's life, usually a close family member. This is generally done when someone is completely unconscious or permanently incapacitated. It usually involves passive euthanasia, such as withdrawing life support from someone who's showing no signs of brain activity. Countries around the world have different stances on this issue. In some countries, such as India, passive euthanasia is legal, whereas in others, such as the Netherlands, both active and passive euthanasia are sanctioned. In the majority of the other countries, including Singapore, the Philippines, and most of the United States, both passive and active euthanasia is prohibited. Euthanasia is an important issue when it comes to elderly patients. The social phenomenon regarding older people who sense an absence of meaning, emptiness, and value in later life is recognizable in several countries around the world. However, the fact that it has become highly political in the Netherlands, where all forms of euthanasia is legal, is quite unique. People argue completed life in old age should primarily focus not on the question of whether or not to legitimize a self-directed death, but on how to build an inclusive society where people may feel less unneeded, useless, and marginalized, where there is no need for euthanasia. The question whether older people who are not severely ill should have the right to ask for assisted dying raises crucial uh, questions about the role of the state. Should the government facilitate assisted dying in these cases or should they focus on prevention of meaningless and loneliness in old age? Let's dive deeper into the ethics behind euthanasia by looking at the story of Noel Conway. Mr. Conway, 71, lives with motor neuron disease, which has been gradually diminishing his quality of life. 
For years on end, the retired educator from the West Midlands has campaigned for the right for people who are suffering from degenerative illnesses to end their own lives humanely in the UK. He is a member of the organization Dignity in Dying, which is a charity that believes the UK should have a law that allows dying people with six months or less to live the option of controlling their death. More than 90% of UK's population believe assisted dying should be legalized for those suffering from terminal illnesses, according to an opinion poll that shows growing support for change to the law. A survey carried out by the campaign group My Death, My Decision, MDMD, also founded that 88% of respondents considered it acceptable for dementia sufferers to receive help to end their lives, provided they consented before losing their mental capacity. Mr. Conway approached Mr. Hancock, the Secretary of State of for Health and Social Care, who comforted him by telling him that he was not alone and that terminally ill people across the country are confronting the same unimaginable choices while knowing a more compassionate, a safe alternative that has been proven to work in countries around the world. It was heartening for him to hear Mr. Hancock was aware of these international developments, including in Ireland where an assisted dying bill is being considered and that the views of many in Parliament are changing. However, it is true that legalising euthanasia brings about its own set of problems. A recount written by journalist Julia Crouch talks about the negative effects of legalising euthanasia. These include violating the sanctity of life, disdaining spirituality, abuse of legal loopholes that can lead to the manipulation of the system for financial profit, and even getting away with murder. Last month, a Dutch regional euthanasia review committee reported a case wherein a woman suffering from dementia was sedated by her doctor as a prelude to euthanizing her without telling her of the sedative or her plans for euthanasia. The doctor's reasoning was because she did not want to cause her patient extra distress. In deciding to euthanize her patient, the doctor was relying on a phrase in the patient's declaration in her will that when I myself find it the right time, she could consider euthanasia. While being injected with a lethal drug, the woman woke up. She struggled and the only way the doctor could continue with the injection was by asking the woman's family to help to restrain her, while she continued with the injection. The woman's case notes recorded that she had said several times in the previous days, I don't want to die. The review committee concluded that the doctor had crossed the line by secretly giving the sedative and not stopping the injection when the woman resisted and had too broadly interpreted the woman's declaration, but that the doctor had acted in good faith and should not be punished. However, the chair of the review committee wants the case brought to court to create a precedent uh, to enable other doctors to lethally inject people with dementia without fear of legal repercussions. This is an example of how legalizing of euthanasia isn't always good, as doctors might take it one step too far. There are also campaigners opposing the legalization of euthanasia, such as Lady Campbell, living in Britain, who suffers from a degenerative condition called type 1 spinal muscular atrophy. She uses a wheelchair and has serious breathing problems, for which she needs to use a mechanical ventilator in order to breathe through the night. Yet, she continues to be strongly opposed to euthanasia and assisted suicide. She says, Legalizing premature death as a treatment option plants a seed of doubt about one's right to demand help to live with dignity and undermines the state's responsibility to ensure that all citizens can live with dignity. This brings us to the arguments regarding the legalization of euthanasia. A strong ethical argument against the use of euthanasia is that it could soon become a slippery slope with the legalization of involuntary euthanasia following it. According to Lord Walton, the chairman of a House of Lords committee on medical ethics, it was virtually impossible to ensure that all acts of euthanasia were truly voluntary and that any liberalization of the law in the United Kingdom could not be abused. 
since involuntary euthanasia is indistinct from murder it would be impossible to regulate causing the danger of murderers not being brought to justice due to their crimes being passed off as involuntary euthanasia there are also concerns that doctors could end up killing very sick patients without asking for their permission and in the worst case scenario begin to kill off patients to free up beds in the hospitals or to save money these situations show how dangerous it could be to let the legalization of euthanasia lead into the legalization of involuntary euthanasia on the other side of the debate there's a strong argument that people should have the right to terminate their lives whenever and however they wish many supporters of voluntary euthanasia believe that everyone has a right to control their body and life and should be free to decide when and how they die The idea behind this is that ne- unnecessary restraints on human rights should be avoided. Proponents of euthanasia argue that killing a patient without their permission would violate their human rights. It can also be argued that because death is a private matter, if there is no harm to any other people, there's no need to deny someone's wish to die. Supporters of this also believe that if euthanasia promotes the best interests of all concerned parties and no human rights are violated then it's morally acceptable for voluntary euthanasia to be practiced. In conclusion there are a plethora of views regarding euthanasia and whether or not it is justifiable. As you can see there are different ethical, cultural, religious, regional and legal perspectives concerning its legalization. This podcast is simply just an eye opener for you to uh, to gather your thoughts and consider your views on this sensitive subject. Let us know what you think on our Instagram page at the NPSI Med Club. Uh thank you so much for making it so far and listening. Have a nice day.